0: Log Talk
1: Radio. Welcome to the Perkins Platform. This is a monthly solutions oriented talk radio show. And each month, we dedicate 30 minutes to explore contemporary issues and solutions in education leadership. And this is your host, Brian Perkins. Uh, this month, our guest is Dr. Seth Gershenson, um, who is an assistant professor at the American University School of Public Affairs and uh, a research fellow at the Institute for the Study of Labor. Uh, so, welcome, Seth.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: Yes, we're delighted to have you. And uh, Seth uh, has been doing research in economics of education, and we've covered this topic a couple of times from a different uh, point of view. Um, uh, His area specifically deals with uh, issues related to teacher labor markets, parents, uh, students' time use, and summer uh, learning loss, which are all really big factors and uh, areas of interest uh, that we have. given that a lot of the work that we've done on the show around urban uh, education. So, Seth, tell us a little bit about uh the work that you're doing um at American and uh tell us a little bit about your research.
0: Sure. Uh so I I recently got interested in how uh students' expectations for their own outcomes uh might affect their uh ultimate educational and and labor market success uh and then sort of underlying that is what what forms their own expectations and one source uh could be teachers' expectations uh so there's a little bit of a of an established literature uh especially in psychology thinking about how teachers' expectations and teachers' unconscious bias uh could theoretically uh, affect students' beliefs and their behaviors and ultimately their outcomes uh mm-hmm. So then what my co-authors and I really wanted to try to do um, is to sort of figure out whether or not teachers' expectations are biased or whether they they reflect uh, realities uh, in different neighborhoods, and different schools and so on. So we had this idea that we could document systematically biased teacher expectations uh, if we showed that differences in teachers' expectations for the same student were systematically related to student and teacher background. Mm-hmm. So that's what got us into this paper uh, that we're talking about today, how student teacher demographic mismatch affects teachers' expectations for students.
1: Mm-hmm. And so um tell us a little bit more uh about specifically those those when you say expectations, what are what are some of the expectations you've looked at?
0: Well, we used this really unique uh, nationally representative survey that was collected by uh, the National Center of Education Statistics at the Department of Ed, which asked uh, teachers how far they expected their students to go in school. Uh, So in the survey, uh, one math teacher and one reading teacher that each student had in 10th grade basically said, I expect Johnny to complete high school or to complete some college or to graduate from college, uh, and so those are the those are the expectations data that we're working with
1: I see I see and so how so some of this would be perceptions that you feel or that is generally accepted that if if the perception is that well the student isn't going to finish high school uh so how that translates for a teacher or may translate for a teacher is that um, it's not really worth putting a lot of effort into uh teaching the student uh, uh algebra as an example they're not going to finish high school right. is that is that the thought um do you yeah, see in any... Yes yeah, I was going to say, say that's, see... one,
0: that's one side of it the, the other uh-huh. side uh is that if if this if the teacher's opinion um gets picked up by the student the student themselves uh-huh. might lower their effort or change yeah. their behaviors uh, in counterproductive sure.
1: ways. Sure. I've done a lot of research in school climate and seen a lot of what you're talking about uh, mm-hmm. when we've asked students um, questions and been involved in in um, actually expert testimony for, for desegregation cases where we've uh, surveyed students and in places where students answered um, negatively to the question um, whether or not they thought they would live to see the age of 25 uh that there was a really strong correlation to high um dropout rates in these areas where the students are are do adopt a uh, a mindset of why bother um and so what what you're saying here is that um in some cases it is self uh, imposed uh, restrictions on on development or even uh, success and in other cases it is uh, they, they these are um, imposed by teacher expectations as well
0: that's right uh, and I, I also think it's worth noting that uh, especially in neighborhoods where not a lot of the adults in the community did graduate from college uh the teachers are the are really the main college educated people that that a lot of kids interact with in those neighborhoods so teachers expectations and teachers attitudes uh are likely particularly important for those kids who who aren't getting exposed to sort of uh, educational expectations outside of school
1: yeah. and and so what did you see when you you looked and i assume that you you looked at various demographic uh, uh, profile, pieces of the demographic profile. So you looked at race, as an example. And so what yeah, did you and find? And, gender. Mm-hmm. and race and gender. So what did you find?
0: Right. Uh, well, what we found uh, overall for all students uh, is that being assigned to an other race teacher, a teacher who, who's from a different race or ethnicity, uh, has a, a fairly small negative effect on the teacher's expectations. But mm-hmm. uh, when we split the student sample uh, by race, there's a, a much bigger effect for African American students, particularly boys, uh, and really not much going on for the for other races and ethnicities. Mm-hmm. So that small effect we saw overall uh, was really driven by this for African American boys and girls, to a lesser extent.
1: Okay, so so what I hear you saying is that if I if I look at if I if, if I look at African American boys and they they have an, uh not just an uh, an other uh, race teacher, uh, there's a much that they are much more significantly impacted by that. Aspect of their education that they than other groups. So the the For them it makes a difference or at least a, a larger difference what the race of the teacher is
0: Right, so uh, across the board for all teachers uh, the the Educational expectations for african-american students uh, are a little bit lower than for white students um, and Part of that is driven by differences in schools and neighborhoods um, and things like that. Uh, But what we wanted to do is try to cut through all of those confounding factors and focus on cases where students were being evaluated by two teachers, one who shared the same race and one who did not. So that way, when we look at how two different teachers evaluate the same student at the same time. We can cut through all of those confounding factors uh, okay. and really just focus on how are these two teachers differently evaluating the same student, mm-hmm. right? Because intuitively we think if two teachers are evaluating the same student at the same time, they should come to a, a pretty similar you know, evaluation most of the time. And sure. to the extent that they disagree, it's probably just uh, – maybe random differences in in the teacher evaluations or or whatever. Uh but what was so striking in our paper is that we find that those differences aren't random, they're actually fairly big, they're statistically significant, and they're systematic.
1: Mm.
0: They're systematic in the sense that when a when an African American student is evaluated by an African American teacher and a white teacher, uh the white teacher has much lower expectations than the black teacher again even when they're evaluating the same student
1: wow that's significant and right. uh, and
0: that's and we interpret that as um somebody's wrong one of the teachers is wrong it could be that the black teacher is too optimistic or it could be that the white teacher is too pessimistic or it could be a combination of both uh, but there's this there's this systematic difference, uh, whereby black students in general, and especially uh, black male students, uh, are are having much lower expectations from white teachers.
1: And 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 so is it just on the the matter of expectations? And and so that you know, I hear what you're saying about. Uh, that they they're scoring them differently. Um, any any idea about and, and if you did any of this in terms of uh, from a qualitative standpoint, um, or any guesses you might have about where where do you think this uh, the this stems from? Is this about I mean I know you, you posed the question that maybe it's about having too high expectations or in some cases too low, but in either case, what do you think this is where this starts? Is it but is it about uh the preconceived notions of what African American males uh can do, or is this is this something else we haven't looked at? Uh
0: it's probably a bunch of stuff but one of i think one of the most important uh pieces here is uh unconscious bias i want to stress the word unconscious because I, uh this isn't to denigrate teachers at all um and a, a lot of times teachers don't necessarily even know that they're doing this right that's what there's a mm-hmm. a big literature in, in neuropsychology and and neuroeconomics uh neuroscience about that sort of how our our human brains are wired Right, our, uh, we're operating in a complex environment, and and our brains have evolved to sort of um, try to observe patterns and and make quick decisions. And this is just how we we uh, codify complex information. Sometimes um, that's not to say that this can't be addressed via different interventions and and so on. But I I do think unconscious bias is probably uh, is probably part of it.
1: I see so to our listeners, if you've just joined us, uh, you've reached the Perkins platform, uh, having a uh, conversation with Dr. Seth Gershenson, uh, who's an assistant professor in public policy at American University. Um, If you'd like to call in, uh, the lines are open today to call in at 657-383-1481. Again, 657-383-1481. We're talking about Expectations, race, and class. Um, Seth has uh, been engaged in research about uh, teacher-student demographic match. Um, so, Seth, you you mentioned um, about. Uh, so, we talked a little bit about race. Let's let's jump to the other side of this that you you talked about gender. What do we see on the gender front?
0: Um, generally, the so there's, there's two different aspects to the gender. There's the the teacher gender and the student gender. Uh, of course, the, the majority of teachers are female, uh, but there are a uh, non-trivial number of male teachers uh, in our survey. And we find some pretty interesting uh, sort of subtleties, you could say. Uh, one of the most interesting to us was that uh, I already mentioned that the this expectation gap is a little bit bigger for black boys. Uh, again, these are 10th graders. Um, so for the 10th grade students, black female teachers are actually a little bit more optimistic than all the other categories of teachers. They're more optimistic than black male teachers uh, and white female teachers and white male teachers. Uh, especially at on the margin of whether or not kids will graduate from high school so when the teachers are asked do you expect Johnny to graduate from high school Uh, this this difference is there always but uh, black female teachers are much more optimistic about uh, black males ability to complete high school Mm -hmm. Um, so on that margin there's this um, gender difference by teacher uh, that's not there at at higher levels of educational attainment. For instance, when they ask about do you expect the student to graduate from college Uh, that difference goes away. Um, So that's the, the teacher gender side on the student gender side. It's just sort of across the board. uh, This, this uh, mismatch effect is just a little bit more pronounced for boys than for girls.
1: Sure. Sure. So let, let me back up and, and go back just for a moment, because I want to know this answer on both fronts. Um, so we know that there's a significant amount of the teacher population in the United States, um, white and female. I mean, although there's been uh, a lot of uh, programs that, you know, that regardless of the area, particularly in urban areas, there's been a push where they have these Grow your own teachers and also leader programs. Question um, mm-hmm. I have for you first, as it relates to race, is that given that I mean we're talking about an overwhelming number of of teachers are white and female, is that um, what is from a from a public policy standpoint though? Um, what do you suggest? Um, are these are the is the effect that you are are seeing? Uh, I know you say they are statistically significant. Um, are they policy significant? Are they are they large enough that warrant um, a, a lot of of effort and attention from a policy standpoint? Is there something we should be doing, something we should be funding uh, to reverse this because it's such a large effect? How how large is that effect? Uh,
0: so the effect is about is about thirty percent. So, uh, having a, having an other race for, for a black student, uh, other race or which is essentially uh, white teachers, uh, have about 30% lower expectations. Uh, so yes, I would, uh, I think that that's, that's a, a practically significant number.
1: Sure. And
0: sure. I, and I totally, uh, would agree with you that sort of, um, Increasing the diversity of the of the teaching labor force uh, is definitely something that would seem to make sense mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And and just through as you so I know that you know You you've had this so the real kind of the numbers aspect of it tells this um, You any speculation you you wish to add uh, around so what are the chances? Uh is this on anyone's radar screen? And you know, we we hear and see a lot about various initiatives. Is this anywhere on anyone's radar screen about the diversity question and its real impact on groups?
0: Well, I I think it's on folks' radars. Um I think the sort of the practical problem uh is just a, sort of a, a numbers in the pipeline problem of even if a lot of schools and districts would like to hire more African American teachers uh it's not clear that that the supply is there Mhm mhm um, Sure but I do know I mean there's programs in various cities that that do things like uh you know give hiring preference and and housing benefits and things like that to teachers who are from the neighborhood or or grew up in the city um and i think things like that are happening uh and can and can be helpful uh and then there's also uh the retention side of keeping teachers in the profession uh we know there's a a lot of good research on the the high teacher turnover, especially in uh, under resourced schools or disadvantaged schools. Um, mm-hmm. So I think people are starting to think about what can be done to not only attract new and more teachers, but also just to make sure that we keep the ones that we have.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, likewise, as it relates to gender, um, uh, let's talk a little bit about the effect there. What, what are you seeing? uh for the gender piece
0: uh well like i said the uh female african american teachers are are a little bit more optimistic um mm-hmm. but uh it i think that the that the the racial mismatch effects trump the gender mismatch effects uh, I see i see pretty clearly
1: well the, the reason I asked the question you you may recall. Uh, not so long ago there there was a really large push uh, at least i would think it would entered the conversation quite strongly when um there was discussion about um girls in, and and it's still in the discussion uh, about girls and math and girls in science and there's a there are um education initiatives around uh getting more uh, females into some of the, the hard research sciences, but also getting them in. Uh, there's the push for medicine and engineering, um, and yet, uh, I, 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 as it relates um, um, to race, it doesn't quite. It has at least uh, just somewhat subjectively um, does not um, reach the same level of of conversation. Around uh, minority groups in in the various um, in the various uh, disciplines. So, uh, would you agree, or do, or do you think that? Um, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying that the race effects are, are larger. Um, I guess getting into solutions mode. What is it that you see happening or not happening enough um, on both of those?
0: Uh well yeah I'm, I'm I don't have a good answer for why the uh sort of the the, the focus on the gender gap in STEM is, seems to be a little bit bigger than the than the race gaps in STEM uh course taking part of that is that there's also a an interesting reversal of the gender gap in college completion in the US mm-hmm. that's happened over the past 20 years or so uh so today females uh have not only caught up but passed males in college college going rates and college completion rates um so when you talk about the the stem courses taking uh excuse me stem course taking in college uh it it's perhaps even more pronounced um when you look at who's majoring in what because there there are so many uh females uh attending and completing college now uh but i think people are interested in this at the high school level uh too there's uh there seems to be some movement towards um different affirmation studies and and different interventions that try to reduce these stereotype threats uh that might cause certain uh genders and and races to uh be squeezed out of different majors and courses Uh, There's also a lot of good work recently that shows that actually sometimes female teachers in the hard sciences are actually have an unconscious bias against female students uh, also, which is pretty uh, interesting. So there's Mm -hmm. studies that show that when teachers are grading students' exams uh, blinded, so they don't know whose exam it is, they don't know the, the gender of the student. Mm-hmm. They grade it one way, but then when they grade it uh knowing the name of the student and knowing their gender, they grade female students a little bit more harshly, uh in some of the harder sciences. So I think this is a, a really important problem that people are just starting to to grapple with.
1: Hmm. I see. I see. Wow, um, that's that's pretty uh that's pretty interesting. Um and I I I'm surprised, frankly, um it you know we hear a lot about um the success rates um for particularly in college among um uh females who pursue um hard science degrees um and and so but not exactly being sure but this this gives some insight into what could be happening or what is in fact happening um uh when when they're being graded at least um uh, in in the study you did being graded more harshly um uh, fascinating stuff i know you have another um a manuscript that's just been accepted uh in education finance and policy about teacher quality student attendance and student achievement anything you can tell us as a kind of sneak preview about uh student attendance um that one is is one that uh, through a lot of my colleagues who have dealt with attendance issues, uh, they talk about uh, the connection between culture and and um, attendance. And in some cases, the culture is directly attributed to how the students are experiencing a particular classroom or even at the school. Um, and in this case, I know at, at least it sounds like it, there's you're looking at teacher quality but did you look at all at uh race and gender and student attendance in any of your work uh
0: actually yes the uh i was hoping this uh this would come up so there's uh an extension an extension of the of the paper you just mentioned about teachers effects on absences that also brings some of this racial uh mismatch stuff into play uh is a new paper that we just just released, which isn't i don't think it's up online yet, um, but we basically estimate the effect of student teacher racial match on student attendance and student suspensions, and we find uh, sort of so the paper you mentioned is a is a first pass at estimating uh, teacher effects on student attendance and the the quick summary there is that we do find pretty credible evidence that teachers have a significant effect on teacher, uh, sorry, on student attendance. And we don't get into the race in that paper, but we sort of then think about, well, what are the mechanisms through which teachers might affect student attendance? Uh, And I think that sort of the the expectations and setting a a culture where it's expected that you come to class uh, is definitely part of it. And then sort of the follow-up to that is that we show that, uh, when you are assigned a same-race teacher, you're absent much less. You're also uh, significantly less likely to be chronically absent. And perhaps most importantly, uh, and also related to some of your, your past guests on the show in the past couple of weeks, we find that there's a significant effect of having a same-race teacher on the probability that you're ever suspended during the school year. And I think all of this sort of loops back to this idea that that teachers really do – Uh, affect students in multitude of ways over and above uh, test scores Uh, they affect student behavior they affect affect student um, attitudes and so on sure sure
1: we have uh, we are almost out of time but we have a caller um, who is from uh, the Denver area Uh, 303 area code um, Caller, are you there yeah good afternoon thanks for the chance to ask a question yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay,
0: so earlier you had mentioned uh, you talked about the unconscious gender bias that was found uh, specifically with teachers in, I think it was
1: sciences and grading. So, making an assumption that you know a lot of teachers don't go into teaching to engage in bias, and hence you know it's an unconscious bias. What what's a good starting point for principals or superintendents or teachers themselves? to start um, addressing
0: that? Uh, Well, there is, in social psychology, uh, there's a a growing literature on different buffering interventions that try to, they go into the classroom and some of them have students uh, sort of read through a statement affirming their ability, um, and similar interventions just sort of training for the teachers where starting from a a place where we know that this is unconscious, we know that this is not intentional, but in fact it does happen uh, and we want to make students, we want to make teachers aware of it and try to teachers maintain a high expectation for everybody. Um, And on the student side, these interventions uh, essentially try to buffer or overcome those uh, slides that they might receive. Thank you. So and we can probably post uh I can give Dr. Perkins a link to some of the stuff maybe he can put on the website after the show.
1: Sure. Be happy to Thank
0: thanks so much, caller.
1: Well Seth, this has really been informative and we're we're really glad that you took the time to uh come out and be on the show um this uh this afternoon Um, To our listeners, uh, you've heard uh, Dr. Seth Gershenson, um, again, Assistant Professor of Public Policy at American University School of Public Affairs. Um, Just want to bring your attention to uh, next month. We're going to have Dr. Katie Haycock uh, from the Education Trust um, on January 13th. So she's going to talk to us about uh, what the status of the education environment is. And so uh, until next month, again, we want to thank you, Seth, for joining us. Um, Until next month, go well, stay well.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. Mm